Welcome to The World in 10, the big news stories of the day explained and analysed by The Times of London, today with Stuart Willey and Rebecca Myers. With anger increasing in Israel over the tragic, friendly fire deaths of three hostages, we ask what this might mean for the future trajectory of the war. Three Israeli hostages being held in Gaza since the Hamas attack on October the 7th have been shot and killed by soldiers from the Israel Defence Forces. More details on the deaths of these hostages has come out throughout the day today. The IDF has said the three men were shirtless and waving a white flag as they were shot, also adding the shooting was against their rules of engagement. The incident happened in Shajaya, part of Gaza City. Earlier, the IDF spokesman, Lieutenant Colonel Richard Hecht, spoke to Times Radio. It was a tragic event. Uh, we're, in fight, we're fighting right now very extensively, uh, also in Sajaya and also in Jabalia. These are, we're fighting against terrorists who are fighting on sadly and tragically also in civilian clothes. Uh, they're not wearing full kit. Three people uh, approached our forces and uh, they were misidentified or they were abandoned or they got away. This is the nature of this uh, horrible, horrible conflict of uh, fighting a army or the Hamas who are not behaving like an army. They're fighting us with jeans and T-shirts. After the deaths were announced, hundreds of protesters took to the streets of Tel Aviv. And this comes as anger grows in Israel, particularly among families of those who have family members still held, that not enough is being done to get more of the hostages home. There are still more than 100 hostages being held by Hamas. Yotam Confino is a journalist in Tel Aviv, and he told us about the protests. Yeah, well, they erupted quite sporadically after the announcement of the killing of the three hostages. Obviously, the families of the hostages who are still in Gaza are absolutely furious, not with the soldiers who killed uh, the hostages, because they know that obviously they didn't do it on purpose, but they are furious with the government for failing to bring back the remaining hostages after 70 days of war. So they went outside uh, the military headquarters in Tel Aviv and were uh, yelling, as you could hear in the beginning of this uh, broadcast, Akshav, uh, um, which means now, bring them back now. And tonight, uh, the war cabinet is set to meet to discuss renewed efforts to, to uh, basically relaunch negotiations with Hamas. Uh, the, the chief of the Saad intelligence agency met with the Qatar's prime minister yesterday, and he's expected to meet him again today in Europe to talk about a renewed uh, hostage uh, ceasefire negotiation. Meanwhile, the grim toll for journalists covering this conflict grows. Today, the funeral was held for Samer Abu Dhaka, a cameraman for the Al Jazeera television network. The network says he bled to death after an Israeli drone strike on a school and that paramedics were blocked from reaching him. The Committee to Protect Journalists says at least 64 journalists and media workers have been killed in the two months of war in Gaza.
Where is Alexei Navalny? That is the question his friends and family have been asking for the past 11 days. The Russian opposition leader, who is being held in prison, appears to have vanished. His whereabouts have been unknown since December the 5th, when he failed to appear on video link at a court hearing. He was being held at the IK-6 penal colony east of Moscow. Officials there have said he's no longer at the facility, but they refuse to say where he is now. His supporters believe his disappearance has been timed to coincide with presidential elections in March, where Putin is seeking another term. Navalny is serving prison sentences of more than 30 years on fraud and extremism charges that are widely seen as politically motivated. Evgeny Chichvarkin is an exiled Russian entrepreneur and friend of Navalny. He told Times Radio that he knew nothing about his friend's whereabouts. We talked to family as well and we really don't know. And unfortunately in Russia, in this system, they keep in secret uh, all movement of uh, prisoners. The same uh, situation happened with uh, Mikhail Khodorkovsky 15 years ago. And uh, the longest time, it was absolutely unknown where is he. It was about 30 days because he was in three or four different prisons. He also said this is not the first time this has happened. In the past, they talked, yes, he's been here, but he moved other way, uh, other prison. And I think very small amount of group really knows about what's happened because it's on like uh, FSB, let's say KGB, guys who control him. If he was murdered, probably we know about that because the system is not 100% solid. Italy's Prime Minister, Giorgia Maloney, has rarely been out of the news in her first year running that country. She recently complained her life was public property. Comparing herself to Rambo, she said she was just living day by day. Today, she welcomes some high-profile guests to a political gathering in Rome, an annual meeting that has seen Steve Bannon and Hungary's Viktor Orban in the past. Reporting for The Times from Italy is James Imam. It's really a shopping window for the party. It's when uh, the party militants, as they, as they often call them here in Italy, get together. Almost been described more as a sort of a book festival than a, than a, a classic party conference. So you've got stalls, you've got debates, and it's almost sort of the engine room of, of, of ideas for this party that until very recently was on the fringes, uh, needed fresh ideas to get into, into politics. And perhaps more than that, it's become a bit of a, a catwalk for... Um, international politi- politicians all over the world, uh, Rishi Sunak included, uh, a way of the party showing the world how important it is and what sort of cultural weight it, it really has. Rishi Sunak, the British Prime Minister, is there sharing ideas with Ms Maloney on the hot-button political issue of migration. She's seen as the face of European nationalist politics and, as James told us, Italy has signed a deal with Albania to process migrants. Sunak is able to look at, uh, at Maloney and, and, and point in her direction and say, look, other people in Europe are doing similar things to us. It's interesting to think that um, at, at this festival in Atejo, you've got some fairly right-wing figures. So you've got, for example, Santiago Abascal, who is the head of Vox, the far-right party in Spain. And, and you've also got the non-political figures that are quite well known for their right-wing views. Uh, for example, Elon Musk who has uh, come out in support of uh, lots of Maloney's more right-wing policies in in recent weeks. So I do wonder whether turning up at this 
this festival of, of what was once a, a fascist party. I, I wonder what that says to the world about uh, Sunak's politics. With a Times digital subscription, you can read more about this story, including a fascinating piece from The Times' Tom McKington, who's been in Albania seeing the airbase where Italy hopes to shift undocumented migrants who arrive by sea. It was a death that shocked the world and devastated millions of people who had loved watching him as Chandler Bing in Friends. I am, of course, talking about Matthew Perry, who passed away aged 54 in October. Yesterday, the Los Angeles medical examiner said that Perry died from the acute effects of the anaesthetic ketamine, as well as coronary artery disease and the use of the drug buprenorphine, which can be a treatment for opioid use disorder. The report also found that Perry did drown and that his death was accidental. The actor has spoken candidly over the years of his struggle with substance abuse, including in his autobiography, which came out last year. And he also worked to help others who battled addiction with Perry House, a sober living facility at his home. And the Matthew Perry Foundation has been set up to continue his legacy. The pitch was my happy place. That's the trailer for a new documentary about Beth Mead and Vivian Miedemar, Step by Step, which is about their joint recovery from ACL injuries. The players, who are two of the best in the world and also a couple, decided to film their recovery from an injury which plagues women's sport for their club, Arsenal's website. Molly Hudson, the Times football reporter, sat down with them to hear about how they'd coped with a painful and long rehabilitation process, as well as how they juggle their relationship alongside playing for the same team. It's such a great interview, and you can read it at thetimes.co.uk now. But from us, it's goodbye. Thank you for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of the Times of London. See you tomorrow. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.